All right, guys, welcome to another episode of The Dating Dossier. We have a good episode in store for you guys. We have our red wine at the ready without even coordinating, we knew. Uh, today, I am talking with my friend and sorority sister, Kim. yourself? Sure. Thanks for having me. Very excited uh, to be joining you. Uh, yes, uh, my name is Kim Irwin. Um, I went to college with Jillian. Um, I live in the DC area, uh, marketer by trade, yeah. author by hope and desire. My <laughs> <laughs> passion. My passion. There you go. Yep. Currently working on a novel. So yeah. A full-on book. She is writing, a, she played that down so much. She is writing a full-on book. It is amazing. Oh, thanks. And you're a, a new TikToker as well. Oh gosh, yeah, I made like four <laughs> videos. Don't look it up. <laughs> no, they're actually really good. I'm too chicken to like post anything, but I have been like, I'm trying to practice, you know, <laughs> Carol Baskins. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's my favorite one. <laughs> um, for those of you who can't see me, I was trying to do this dance. Um, but today, I wanted to talk about, because we've both been venting to each other, although like we were just talking before we hit record, dating's kind of dead right now because we're all in a global pandemic and a quarantine. Wah -wah. But before that, um, we would talk about how it seems like guys have a super hard time dating strong independent women women <laughs> but I wanted to tell you about my two new rules because I feel like I haven't talked about rules in a couple episodes so these are actually number 16 and 17 we'll circle back I've been charting like I want to show him my notebook I've been charting like which ones we've talked about so far 16 17 I think you're gonna like these um, if it's not a hell yes it's a no and that applies to if you like them, if they like you, if you think they're attractive, if you think they're good enough, whatever. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Yep. I was like, that's got to be a rule. Yep. So that I have to remind myself. Yeah. And then 17, which is like in tow with this one. These are from TikTok, by the way. There was a creator on TikTok <laughs> said these rules. I'm not taking credit for them. However, I couldn't find which TikTok they were in. I didn't have enough time to listen to them all, but, um, so I'm not trying to plagiarize, but 17, if he likes you, you'll know. If he doesn't like you, you'll be confused. I feel like that's been said in like movies and stuff. So okay. I don't think so I'm not plagiarizing at all. It's like a thing. Oh, no, that's definitely a thing. Yep. And I, cause I agree with that because I thought when she said it, she was going to say, if he doesn't like you, you'll know. Cause it's like, well, I don't know. But I have been super confused before where you're like trying to read between the lines and interpret things. And I just feel like if you have to interpret it, there's probably yep. not something there to interpret, unfortunately. Mm. Um, so I thought those would kind of be fair rules for us to get our conversation moving today. It's like that movie. He's just not that into you. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> except, except the ending. Like, it's a very cute ending, but it makes me mad because I'm like, the, the whole premise is that he's just not that into you, and he's into her. And he's into her. He's like, you're my exception. No. You're my exception. I was like, shut the All right. All right. Uh, I don't know. I kind of prefer that. I didn't really like 500 Days of Summer because it was just too depressing. No, I, the last time I watched 500 Days of Summer was in one of my comm classes in college. Yeah. Um, I don't remember which one, but we watched it. And I've seen even like Joseph Gordon-Levitt today tweets about how, um, I don't even remember his character's name, but his, how his character was toxic. And yeah. I mean, Summer in that movie was a total definition of a manic pixie dream girl. Like, she was not a fleshed out character and he just kind of like, I I like, like her. Yeah. yeah, put her on a pedestal and didn't let her be like a real human. Yeah. Well, and also she was real with him and set expectations and he just fantasized anyways. So it was like a whole expectations not being met thing. But wait, 
really quick, while we're on the topic of like good rom-coms um, slash romantic movies, have you guys ever seen The Way We Were with Barbara Streisand? No. <sighs> I, I had to buy it because unfortunately it's not on Netflix, but they were talking about it and Sex in the City. I just recently rewatched Sex in the City. I know. And it's like, it's talked about like in Gilmore Girls and all sorts of old shows. And I was like, okay, I just need to finally watch this movie. Oh my God. It's amazing. It's probably my new favorite romance movie ever. Um, I love it. I super hard relate to it because the main character, Barbara Streisand, is a feisty, outspoken, politically motivated person. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was just like, whoa, all right. Um, yeah. So I don't want to spoil anything, but like, ugh, it's so I good. Know. I watched it at like 1 a.m. and was bawling my eyes out. So super recommend. I mean, my like to be. Um, upfront my favorite romance movie is the titanic and love actually because they don't work out and i think that's more realistic but i think that just speaks to like my sick and twisted um jaded why, looking at why do you think it's called the way we were <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't want to ruin it but like <laughs> I was just saying, I was like, if it's, like, super sweet and gushy, like, I'm not going to be able to handle it. Oh, it, made, it made me cry. Like, it, it's good. It's good. Well, I'm, I'm, that's going on my list. There we go. Amazon Prime. Um, I love that. So, let's see. Where should we start? Okay, actually, let's start. I was just talking about this. Um, because I mean, I have a dating podcast. It's a new little baby podcast, but a dating podcast. I have over a thousand downloads, like, yay. Um, crawling up there. I, you know, more people can listen if they want while we're all stuck in our houses, but I am not a dating expert, nor have I ever proclaimed to be. However, I've had, have a lot of dating experiences. However, we have the queen of dating <laughs> on deck today who I like bow down to <laughs> so impressed with um her dating because you have some of your own rules and we're pretty like from from what we've like talked about pretty successful in like following them I'm the queen of breaking my own rules like so you want to give an example of why I bow down to <laughs> dating. um she's uh, thank you. You're being way too kind. Um, basically I was on a unintentional, it just kind of happened that way, dating uh, dry spell for a couple of years. Um, my last major relationship ended in 2017. I really haven't dated much since then. I didn't date at all last year. Um, just, yeah. just didn't feel like it. Anyways, so in January, I was like, new decade, new me, let me try dating again. Um, and so I downloaded, you know, a couple dating apps, found the most luck with Facebook dating, shockingly. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, anyways, um, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't really have any like tricks or anything. Um, best thing I think for girls on the apps is just like, be very picky. Don't just like someone to be nice. That's something I had to be like, oh, well, he said I was pretty. I don't think he's that cute, but mm, I'll match with him to be nice. Like, don't do that. If you don't think he's cute and you wouldn't actually want to go to dinner with him, don't do it. So um, so I was, like, pickier. I was way more upfront about, like, who I am. Not in an aggressive way, but, like, I put on there my religious beliefs and my political beliefs, just, just very upfront. Like, if we don't match on core values, it's not going to work. So I did that. Um, got some good matches. And back when you could actually see people in person. <laughs> yeah, um, go out. Like, yeah. Well, uh, I probably like overextend myself, honestly. But I would just like, yeah, I would try to line up as many as I could every week and just, I just had back to back. So I think, I think at my peak, I was dating five guys at once. <laughs> okay. It's like dating, because I, I have like gone out with, five guys in a week right but like for me when I did that I had like two or three of them were winners and then two or three were like oh bottom of the barrel no all of Kim's I was like Girl, <laughs> I don't even know who to tell you to pick because they were all super attractive several of them were doing really really well for themselves I was like you are my bachelorette like <laughs> <laughs> I felt a little bit like the bachelorette um 
sadly, none of those relationships made it to quarantine. Um, they were all too new. I'd been on like max three dates. And so quarantine happened. I was yeah. right hitting my stride, man, like mid-March. For real. Quarantine happened and then they, they kind of all fizzled because now it's been a month and you can't, like if you can't go on another date and it's this early, it just kind of dies. So totally. Definitely not dating right now. <laughs> I know. But, um, yeah, basically, um, I don't know, just be able to juggle conversations. That was like the main thing, like juggling work and trying to keep up with the combos. So that's why I think the rule of just like being extra picky, it sounds yeah. hard, but it's really necessary because if you're going to waste your time because it's a lot of talking to them before you even go on, go out on the first date. So like, do you want to waste all that time, like building up the talking relationship? Emotional if, connection. Yeah, is emotional connection and get like excited for the first date. That's how, that's a good way to like make sure it's a good first date is if you talk for like at least a week before you go on the first date and you're mm-hmm. excited talking to them. So that helps because I found that if you plan a date too quick, like, oh, hey, you're cute. Do you want to get drinks? And like, you didn't talk at all. And then you meet it in person. It's just extra awkward. And it usually never works. So I can totally agree with that. Because I feel like so one of my it's I don't know if it's a pet peeve. But one of my goals is when I'm out on a first date from a dating app, I try to to the other patrons in the location of wherever we are, I try to not look like I'm on a first date, right? Like that's my goal is to not look like I'm on a first date. But like you've said, if you've said like hi and then made the plan, which I've done because one of my rules um, is, you know, they ask you out in less than 48 hours, whatever. Um, so I've done it where you don't have a big conversation. It's like super obvious that you're on a first date because you're going through like, how many siblings do you have? Like, you know, how, what kind of car do you drive? And it kind of can feel like an interview. And I think if you haven't had a little bit of a buildup, you don't know if they can carry on a conversation. Like, and sometimes people can do really well on texting and not in real life, but you're really running the risk if you go in. Yeah, because then you're going in essentially blind. Yes, it's not really a rule. It's more just like something I found to be true. But I can tell within five seconds, maybe 10, usually five seconds meeting a person if I like them and if I'm attracted to them or not. Real quick. Because that's super fast. It's fast, but it's honest because you meet someone in person. You've already been talking, so you know if you like their personality or not ish. That's true. Yeah. When you meet in person, that's when you're like, are they actually cute and do they match their picture? And then that's when also when um, they open their mouth and say hi. And to me, if I don't like your voice, ooh, oh, that's, no. that's a big turnoff. If you sound wow. a little too high pitched, I don't know. It just, you, you got to have a nice, sexy voice for me. That's like, <laughs> actually, so. I'm totally, because I've definitely had some where I was like, eh. well, I also, fall into I'll swipe if I'm like not repulsed I'll be like (laughs) (laughs) I'm not repulsed (laughs) (laughs) let's see what happens and then um they have like a severe lisp or something and I'm I'm not trying to be judgy but it's just not sex it's hard Yeah, yeah so I'm like it's just not my thing and and I think that's kind of where I don't know being friends first and things like that that's that's when that works out because then you're attracted to the personality. But if you're coming from a dating app, you're not coming in for the personality. Like, I, I'm, you, know, <laughs> you want that. Like, eventually you want the personality. Yeah. But uh, that's not what yeah. matching. I mean, like, purely physical attraction. Would I want to actually date this person? I know in the first five seconds of meeting them. It's yeah. like, it's true. Like, I had a great texting with this one guy. He seemed really funny. He seemed a little out there, but I was like, I can be a lot. Like, that's fine. And we met in person, and, like, it, he wasn't ugly, but it was just zero chemistry. I don't know how to describe it. It was just, yeah. And so the rest of the date was just awkward. Like, we had dinner, but then we parted ways. Neither of us ever texted each other again. Like, we, it was just kind of understood, like, nope. <laughs> So, okay. So that brings up a question that I've had. I don't know if I've asked any of my other guests, but okay. So do you think or believe, or have you heard of chemistry work chemistry, right? 
Mm -hmm. like working one way like do you think you could feel a ton of chemistry and the other person feels zero like is that oh yeah possible yeah for sure because like attraction is like um like uh, for, for each person it's different right like I can be attracted to you and you not be attracted to me you know so but for right. like I think when people say chemistry they mean like the the heat and you know vibe if you will between two people so that's why that's what both, yeah yeah so for two people to vibe on one another then yes they need to both have physical attraction for each other but one person can definitely vibe on someone when the other person be completely clueless <laughs> and it's like oh man yeah I've just been thinking about that recently because I feel like the last couple times that I've known that's happened with me were like when I was in school and somebody else would be like oh so-and-so has a crush on you so it hasn't happened to me in a long time so I'm like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I'm gonna say that sounds like a very high school right thing yeah um but I think when there is chemistry and you guys both have it for each other, it's literally palpable, right? Like it's, it's this energy and you can both feel it. That's why they say chemistry, like, it's, cause it literally feels like there's electricity zapping between you. And like you said, I mean, you feel that fast. Like, yeah. I mean, I, cause I, I've never tried to narrow it down to like the number of seconds it takes for me to feel that, but I think I'm right there with you. Like definitely less than 30 seconds. It's pretty much like enough time for them to like walk up to you and say hello. Like that's what you need. So if that takes them 10 seconds, it's 10 seconds. If it's a 30 second interaction. Yeah. And I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying I make up my mind if I like the guy in five seconds, not at all. It's just pure physical attraction. And then, yeah, you typically need like a full dinner slash multiple dates to really determine if you actually like somebody because people typically have layers and aren't very straightforward and forthcoming and it can take a minute to get to know them so we're, we're I'm, I'm not advocating judging super fast <laughs> no 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 no, no. I, and yeah. I already didn't make it sound like you were doing that yeah um, <laughs> let me be clear <laughs> okay so here here's a question for you um do you think if you if you don't have a great first date like you're just kind of like mm, you know like meh would you go on a second date um, I have, if the date, the first date is okay, but not stellar, I have done a second date. Typically, though, you, if it, the first date isn't great, like, there's slim to no chance a second date's going to be better, in my experience. I think if there isn't, if there aren't fireworks on the first date, expecting a miracle and hoping there will be fireworks on the second, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't usually work, so... It, has, it typically has to be a great first date for me to be excited about a second. I, I agree with you, especially because kind of, I've like learned or been learning from my experiences that when you don't feel like that excitement for one reason or another, it, the second date is just like more awkward. Like, cause you're like, Oh, it didn't get better. Like, <laughs> cause chances are they didn't like go home and have a makeover. Like, <laughs> Oh, and on the flip side, if already on the first date or second date, you're already seeing red flags, if you think those are magically get better and go away, they're not. So, and that's like, so one of the rules I have about red flags, it is number seven. So it's accept red flags as such, right? Like a red flag doesn't have to be a deal breaker. However, you can acknowledge it as a red flag and be like, it's not great, you know, that he lives at home or um, is between jobs and has been for six months. Like somebody could have a really good legitimate reason for that. However, it still should pop up, flag on the beach, pay attention. Mm -hmm. Something's up here. Um, So that's why it's like, except that's why the rule is accept red flags as such. Yeah, just go in it, go into it clear-headed and not with rose-colored glasses. I think <laughs> women, that can sometimes be a hard thing for us. Like, you get a crush on a guy and, oh my god, he's perfect. And like, Even though there's, like... Exactly. Like, the biggest thing is, yeah, keeping yourself grounded. Yep. Um, totally. What's been, because I know we'll have to 
cut in a second, but if you real quick want to share like your favorite, like most memorable, worst, like go-to dating story, like which one comes to <laughs> mind? Um, sorry. Um, I had a couple excellent dates in January. I would say, um, I'm a planner. I don't know if everyone can relate to this. I prefer planning the first date, honestly, so that I'm in control. Um, so I did that for a first date. I picked a place I knew I would like, but it's not my favorite. So in case the date is awful, like it wouldn't ruin my memory of my favorite place. So I did that and I put it in my neighborhood. So in Arlington, so it would be convenient for me. I'm not going to go 30 minutes away. It's going to be convenient for me, you know? So right. like, I planned it and, um, you know, so I was comfortable. So, but then I also had in mind, okay, it's going to be dinner, but in case it goes well, I had a plan of, oh, well, here's a good place where we could get drinks or like, there's a karaoke bar, blah, blah, blah. Yes. So what, so, um, on the first date, like we had dinner and I wasn't honestly expecting to like him. I was, it was kind of like a, nah, maybe it'll be fine. He turned out to be a lot better in person than he was over text. So mm -hmm. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I was like, okay, awesome. So I invited him to karaoke and it ended up being a five and a half hour first date. It was a ton of fun. We, have you been to Punchbowl in Ireland? Oh my God, yes, I love Punchbowl. We, we literally went to Punchbowl on our first date. God, that, for for and those who so haven't fun. been to Punchbowl, it's like a, what, a three story? Three stories. Bar. Yeah, it's a bar. Uh, they have a bowling alley. Like, it's a restaurant, karaoke. They have dark boards. So it, it's literally perfect for first dates, I think, because then it, it kind of, you can have um, some activities. So yes, totally. Um, so yeah, we, I got to see his, his silly side. Um, and yeah. so that, that was important to me as one who can have fun. Um, so that was a really good first date. And then because I planned the first date, he took initiative to plan the second date. And that was probably the most romantic date I've ever been on in my life. <laughs> Comes up from me, but what, but like just for him planning the date, but what was the, what did he plan? Uh, well, it was a surprise, but he took me into D.C. We went to the Renwick Art Museum, which I told him I'd never been to before. Then we walked okay. along the mall and flew kites. We watched the sunset, and then he took me to dinner, and we went to the Ferris wheel on National Harbor. It was oh, a damn wow. good second date. <laughs> the fact that he, like, paid attention to the art exhibit you said you had, or the museum you said you hadn't been to. I mean, that right there is a check. And he, he wasn't an art guy. He was a sports guy, but he knew I liked art. Oh. So he <laughs> um, I'm sad he didn't survive to quarantine, but maybe after. I feel like a lot are going to kind of come crawling out. Yeah, he was, he was the best contender. That, that lasted six dates, and that fizzled. I think it fizzled faster than it probably should have. Um, it's along the lines of the red flags thing. He was very like, I never want to have kids, and I was like, well, it's probably too early. We don't need to talk about this, but I do want to have kids someday. Yeah. Um, anyways, that was like the beginning of fights. And he was like, it's too early to be having fights. And I'm just like, you really want to give this up? I thought we were having a great time. Anyways, I don't need to get into it, but. Yeah. I feel like six days is like enough to start. Like, I agree, like not fighting, but also like kids kind of can be a deal breaker. They can. So it was, it was unfortunate, but it didn't work out. But yeah, that's um, any any date where like the guy spends time planning it. Is yeah, romantic. So. I mean, that's a win. Yep, for me when they plan it. Um, for thank sure. you for sharing that. I love that. We are back with Kim. Hi, Kim. Thanks for uh, joining us again, even though for most folks, it was just a few seconds. <laughs> um, so I was thinking that we could continue our conversation um, and talk about our experiences in the dating pool right now, the dating world, and the quote-unquote uh, problems, issues that we've come across in terms of the paradox of choice. And so pretty much to break that down for folks who may not be familiar with that colloquial term, um, it's essentially when you have so many options, it paralyzes you 
or paralyzes a person, however you want to look at that, um, it makes you unable to make a decision. So it's like you have so many choices, you can't pick. It's like when you're at Baskin Robbins and you have all the ice cream flavors and it would be like if you walked out of Baskin Robbins because you couldn't pick a flavor because there were too many to choose from. That's the dating world right now. <laughs> um, and I know you, we were talking about how you've kind of felt that a little bit as well, both like for yourself having so many choices, but also the kind of we're picking up on that from the terms and the sentences that guys use. It seems like that's the pressure they're feeling as well. Now that could be assuming some things, but it's what we're picking up. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, as a, a not unattractive female, it's not that difficult, I would say, <laughs> in general to get matches. Um, so yeah, it can very quickly become overwhelming. And there's, especially if you live in a metropolitan area like we do in the DC area, there's a lot of really attractive, successful men out there of which to choose from. So it can, yeah, very easily get overwhelming and it's tough to weed out on apps or over text, you know, who's, who's quality and who's not. Um, Cause someone can seem perfectly nice over text and then be a douchebag in person. So like, it's just, it's tough and vice versa. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, Julie and I were just chatting about, you know, this um, concept of the paradox of choice. And um, so I've had like a couple experiences with it. Like for me, I can get easily overwhelmed. <laughs> and so I think, yeah, five was like the max I could juggle. And I had to, I had to turn it off. I was like, I can't be talking to more than five guys at a time. My yeah. mind cannot handle it. So, um, and the, the problem, the problem was all five of them were gorgeous and sweet and I couldn't find anything wrong with them. <laughs> and then I went on a date with each of the five and they were perfect first dates. And I was just like, this has never happened to me before. Oh, it's usually like a terrible first date yeah. in the bunch. Um, so that was like completely unprecedented for me. Um, I guess like the being, being picky um, <laughs> and, and that paid off. But um, so I went to my friends, uh, I think Jillian, I told you and I told a couple people, I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. All yeah. five of them are perfect. Like, I, I told, I told you to go buy a lottery ticket. I'm like, this never happens. happens. I was like, what am I going to do? And, um, everyone said the same thing. They were just like, give it time. They'll filter themselves out, <laughs> yeah, which, which was true. So what Julie and I were just saying was we think when it comes to too much choice, maybe we don't want to be too like, uh, sexist with it. But from like my, um, personal experience, it seems like women are willing to give things more of a chance and more time. Whereas in my experience, guys seem to want to cut and run early. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I was willing to like personal experience as well. Like can't yeah. for yeah. every member of the population. However, me, yeah. <laughs> our personal experiences. Um, so yeah, I went on like three, four, five dates with some of these and yeah, slowly, but surely they would, weed themselves out from one way or another um but then for for some that like could have gone on longer and I was willing to like give more chances like you haven't struck out you've done nothing wrong yeah then it seemed like they still had options and they were doing the same thing they're mm -hmm. attractive great guys so um it's like I, I was saying like after like the third date I feel like guys get a little scared that oh, shoot, is this becoming real? Are yeah. we starting to catch feels? Well, I don't want to commit to one person. She's not my girlfriend, so let me just, like, ignore her for a week. Make sure she knows <laughs> that we're not together. Keep that boundary and um, basically start ghosting and acting like a jerk at that point. So that's been a pattern I've noticed. It's like the second they start to catch feels, they pull away. Um, and actually like speaking of that, we didn't, I don't think we've talked about it yet, but I'm wondering if we talk about, I want to think about it. Um, what are some of those first signs? Cause I know there are signs. I know the change in communication is the big one. Like when you're like, mm, they're pulling away. The change of communication is one. 
what's something else that you might have noticed, even if you're just now thinking about it, when you, it's kind of like, hmm, this might be going on. Like, flaking on plans is a big one. Yes. Oh my God. Especially if they were plans you guys were both excited about. And it, it's not just like if they flaked on a second date, like, and you never had a second date, but say you, you've had a second date, you've met like two times. So it's enough times to be like, okay, we both like each other. Met two times, you had two incredible dates and you make plans for a third date and all of a sudden, oh, can we reschedule? Oh, I'm just, I feel tired today. I just don't feel like it. And especially if it's like a week reschedule. <laughs> I've, gotten, I've gotten those twice and I'm just like, it's literally a Sunday. Like nothing's going on. This was also pre-corona, by the way. Um, oh yeah, all totally, of it. Totally sanctioned to see people. Um, <laughs> back in the old days. Back in the old days when dating was free and fun. Um, <laughs> so yeah, when they when they just start to make excuses or, oh, can we have a rain check? And it just, when, and when like you made the plans three days ago, and it was fine, you know, so. And um, what's interesting on that is, cause I'm, I'm very much aware of that. Like if they flake on plans, things like that, I, it definitely like perks my radar, right? And I'm like, danger Will Robinson, something might be happening. What's interesting is I had one guy, um, we dated for a while and we'd been friends for a long time when we were younger and then we dated um, last year. He actually told me one time because we'd been hanging out. We'd like spent all of one weekend together, like the Friday through the Sunday. And then we were supposed to hang out. We'd had plans for like Wednesday or Thursday, sometime midweek that week. And he bailed and he pushed it. He, well, he was like, Hey, can we reschedule? Like I'm tired after work, just like you said, or I'm doing something with the guys. It was something like that. And it was not super last minute. It's not like he was supposed to be here at seven and he texted me at six fifty-five. but still it was like the same day kind of flaking thing. It was like, he thought about it. And up until the very, very last minute, quote unquote, he decided to change. Well, when we met up the following, it was like a week later, he pushed it out a week. We met up the week later. He straight up told me that his feelings were starting to change and he thought not seeing me for more time would help him understand his feelings and I was like okay that's only gonna work if you want to understand that you don't like me anymore like you know what I mean like creating well, that I think that just proves our hypothesis that once it starts to feel real they get scared and want to distance themselves um yeah. and we and Kim and I want to acknowledge and be careful that we are not talking about every member of the male population again male because that's who we date um but we're not trying to like put words in anybody's mouth. However, this is a pattern that we've seen more than once, more than twice, more than thrice, Several times. <laughs> <laughs> over and over. And this is our personal experience. And again, it seems like he pretty much admitted as soon as it got real, as soon as he had real feelings, he, it scared him. I mean, from how old I, is he? What? How old is he? He was, so we were both 26. Okay. So what I've noticed, because you'd think that like as they get older with more maturity, maybe it won't won't be as often. Nope. I've dated older guys that are like 29, 30, um, 31. Yeah. Same, same stuff. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't really change the older they get in my experience. I dated a guy who was way older. I think when I was 22, he was 38. Um, and it was, I mean the same thing. He's actually the one who told me he didn't want to be in a relationship with me in particular. Um, so yeah, after like inviting me on vacation and all this stuff. So no age really, no, I can't, I don't really tend to date like guys much younger than me. Like I've never, like I'm 27 now. I don't think I would seek out like a 20 year old. Um, cause that seems like a crime to me, yeah. but I avoid dating younger guys. I just, it, it seems like the age doesn't fix it. It has to be, I feel like it's not even so much their age, it's whether or not they have their life together. Because if you're a 32 year old who like is still living in a basement and you. Yeah, it, it'd be the same thing. But yeah, I, I have no desire to date someone that's fresh out of college, mm -mm. that still lives with their parents, that doesn't know anything about the working world and <laughs> right. being an adult a little bit. <laughs> Train you um, that much. I don't want to do that much training. Um, 
So yeah, totally that paradox where it's like, it's kind of like the grass is greener, but it's more like there's something, there might be something better. And if there might be something better, you're perfect, but there might be something even better. And so I can't lock myself down because there's this possibility that. Right. Yeah. The, the too many choices thing. Cause they're juggling all the matches and stuff, which I just think is crazy. Like if you have a genuine connection with another human, I actually said this to one of the guys who like ran scared. Um, we'd been on six dates. It was going great. And then he just broke up with me. And I was like, seriously. <laughs> and I told him, I was just like, do you really think this kind of connection comes around every day? Like, honestly, the level of connection that we've had, like we had deep talks for like hours at a time. We had, he took me on some of the most romantic dates I've been in, been on, on my life, in my life. And he was just like, he got scared and was just like, no, it's too much. And I was like, you realize you're throwing this away. You're, you're doing this. You're literally pushing me away because you're scared. And I hope you realize this type of connection is literally rare. (laughs) So best of luck. (laughs) I, I feel like I talk about this all the time with my friends. It's almost as if like me and my girlfriends have an understanding that these connections do not just happen. Trust me, I've played the numbers game. I'm kind of getting away from that. Like, I I feel like I've played my numbers and now I'm just (laughs) kind of trying to see what happens. But I've played those numbers and it you do not have a connection with everyone you meet. You don't even have a connection with every attractive person you meet. That's not all it's about. Like, it's more than that. So when you do have that connection for whatever reason, I'm like, I know we have a connection and I know that you feel it dude um and it's like what's what's missing for you like what like mystery ingredient are you waiting for for you to be like yes this is the connection that's why I almost feel like it was easier when there wasn't like you know dating apps and technology because when there weren't so many options you know the paradox of choice you would just meet a nice girl you guys clicked you would just date you wouldn't be like oh no i'm just i'm waiting on my messages from these other girls before i decide on you no you just date the girl you like <laughs> it was simple I, told, I actually joked with my mom i don't know if i've already said this on the podcast but i joked with my mom that i feel like i've had a lot of experiences in dating that had it been like the 60s 70s 80s like I would have been married like because you would not have like I feel like you did not used to have to go on six dates just to use your example you wouldn't you didn't used to have to go on six dates before being like do I like them or not it's like you wouldn't even have to go on date like two and three like it's it's just so the gauntlet is so much longer now (laughs) like yeah and it's hard it's hard to even get to like a third date you know because people are busy or the excuses or people just straight ghost I had one amazing first date with someone we both like laughed our butts off you know talking um had a great first kiss I thought it was fantastic and he just straight ghosted and I was like what happened (laughs) I literally don't understand so like sometimes there's no rhyme or reason to it yeah. And I, I mean, I hate ghosting. It's, there's so, cause there's absolutely no closure um, yeah. for it. And like, I can love myself to death. Right. And like, think I'm the most badass person in the world. I'm still going to question like what, what went wrong? Like was it, cause I did something weird. It's hard to not let those thoughts cross your mind. Like when they ghost, especially when you're like, because I also question myself. I'm like, is my um, judgment off? Like, am I not good at judging when I'm having a good time? Because I thought I was having a great time. And I apparently that was 100% one sided. So like, do I need to reevaluate? I know it may it makes you doubt yourself because usually you can like pick up on signals from the guy to be like, oh, yeah, he's definitely, you know, digging me right now. I mean, super charming, and amazing. And like you're feeling good about yourself and then they just ghost you and you're just like I know that that was real I swear to god I knew I know he liked to be what happened you know so no way I could just make that up and feel it all by myself right yeah I I that's I come back to that a lot I'm like I'm I'm not 
crazy. And I just have to remind myself um, that I'm not crazy. But uh, another thing that we wanted to talk about, I feel like we might have kind of hinted at it before, but it's a little bit like, have you watched the Eliza Schleschlinger? I don't know if I'm saying it right. Her elder millennial. Yes. Yeah, okay. Hilarious. And she. Is it Eliza or Ilsa? What's her name? I thought it was Eliza. It starts with an I. I think it's Ilsa. I could be wrong. Sorry. It's, no, it's it's something. It's something like that. It starts with an I. And the special is called Elder Millennial. That's how you can find it on Netflix. Um, she talks about dating and that, and I love it. And it makes me laugh out loud. But one of the things, one of her stories, her um, bits is about damsel in distress trope and kind of what that goes for. What, what she says is that, I'm, I'm just going to summarize it. What she says is that men if they're a lion, right, and they're hunting, and they're hungry, are they going to go for the strong gazelle who's running at 100 miles an hour, um, who's unencumbered by, she lists, like, daddy issues, and, like, has a doctorate, and, like, all these things, or is he gonna go for the injured gazelle with the broken hoof, who's like, help, how does basketball work? Um, yeah, and the joke is the lion is going to go for the easier prey. And it's kind of like, that's something we see in dating. And as two strong, independent women ourselves, <laughs> it's hard to not draw parallels between that kind of dating story and our own experiences and that, okay, we're the strong gazelle. Is that really an issue? Like, oh, for sure. But I, I don't. It can make dating difficult sometimes, but I'm fine with it because I easily scare away weak men, which I'm totally fine with. I want to scare away weak men. Weak men can't handle me. <laughs> so I want to I wanna be with an equal. That's like my big thing. I want a true partner in life. I want someone who can, yeah, be, be my equal. Someone who it's a give and take in their relationship. It's not one-sided. It's not uneven um that was kind of my relationship with my ex it just we we were off balance for for a long time so i want i want a true partner that's a big thing and i won't i don't want to settle for less than that so sometimes i'll think hey this guy can handle me he's at my level he seems successful but even though he's it looks good on paper and there's like initial chemistry or whatever and then he gets I don't want to like make myself sound crazy, but like when he gets to know me more and he's like, Oh wow, she's doing a lot. <laughs> um, I've, I've been told by more than one guy. Um, oh, you're, you're a little intense. I've, I've gotten that. Oh, you're, or you're, or you're very passionate. I'm just like, well, yeah, I have a lot of energy. I'm passionate. I, I care about a lot of things. I have a lot of projects going on. I'm writing a book. Like there's a lot going on in my life, but that's too much for you. If that intimidates you, yes, yeah, sir, you're not for me. So, right. like, it's like it's like a good and bad thing. Um, but yeah, it can be definitely discouraging. For sure. I, think, I think you're exactly right. Like, it's not um, a bad thing to where I'm like, I think we should change and not be strong, independent women. I definitely think we should. It just can sometimes feel like, dang it's harder out here because um, it's just an extra kind of level to that gauntlet I was talking about it's yep. just an added level to that that yep there's nothing wrong with you but to make men feel comfortable you should shrink yourself and I'm just like no not gonna happen yeah. so I'll just stay single for a little bit while longer until I meet someone who's more compatible until but, I find one. and I I feel I don't know that a guy has ever used the word intense with me but definitely in a similar vein they will think very early on that I have much stronger feelings than I do because I am an intense person like I know that about my own personality I go pretty much a hundred percent for anything I'm trying. Like, I don't know how to kind of like only half-ass do stuff. So mm -hmm. if I'm going to do it, I'm like in it. And yeah. that can come across. I've just, I've had it happen several times where the guys are like, 
I think um, you have much stronger feelings than I do. And I'm like, well, I can't speak to, like, I don't have our feelings like written out in front of us. Like, I don't know if that's the case or not. But what I can tell you is that I'm not in love with you the way you think I am. Like, I like dating you. I would like to continue to date you, but I'm not in love with you right now. Um, and I'm not thinking about uh, the future. Like, one guy said that to me. I hope this doesn't make me look bad or whatever, but it doesn't really matter. Um, one guy I was seeing and it wasn't like super serious yet, but I thought we were like headed in that direction, but I was still seeing other people. Cause I'm like, until we have that conversation, like right. I don't want to kind of hyper-focus, whatever. Um, and this one guy sits me, the one who I thought we were going to get serious with, um, he was like, I think your feelings are much stronger than my feelings are. Like, I think you're on a different page, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, that's really funny that you've said that because I'm literally like dating two other people right now. Um, we're kind of on the first and second date. He and I were like the third, fourth date, but yeah. it's like, you have a totally different, you know, you've already made your decision. That's fine. We can end things. You've already like, had just so you know, yeah, I was definitely playing the field. <laughs> Yeah. So, and I feel like I've talked to other girlfriends too, who have the same thing. The guy's like, I think you're looking for something I can't give you. And she's like, like not, it, it feels like, we say it, but she's like, you're, you're one of, you know, six, like, yeah. you're one of several. Like, yeah. It's not that I don't like you. It's not that I don't want to see where this goes, but it's like the dudes in my personal experience, again, personal experience tend to like get really in their head and have these like whole dialogue conversations about how they're on a different level and page than us and then they make a decision and then it's like I don't know where that evidence is coming from because I just like kind of liked you um and thought you were cute and I don't know why you think I yeah this is something I, I struggle with this too I'm a very honest person I hate playing games yeah. um my I I was in a long-term relationship this we got together in 2012 it was way well before dating apps so I, I played no games like in my previous dating life it was just very straightforward I like you you like me let's date um that's what I'm used to is just brutal honesty and I'm a very frank honest person and I feel like in the dating world you can't do that you literally have to play the game you literally have to even if you really like someone you can't act like you like them too much you yeah. can't talk to them too much. You can't make yourself too available because then you, you will freak them out. <laughs> everything, even though I say I yeah. hate the games and I do actually hate the games, you cannot exist in this world if you don't play them. You literally can't. I'm, that's what I'm learning. And so me just like unfiltered, me just being myself, I'm probably, yeah, coming across probably too available and too much and too this and too that because real me, if I like you, I'm going to want to talk to you every day. Like, that's, that's real. I'm not going to be like, mm, let me wait three days, let him sit on red and like make him feel terrible about himself. And then finally deem to show up in his life again. I won't, I don't do that stuff. So right. I think because I'm not good at the playing hard to get aspect, like, no, if you like me, I'm here, you know, <laughs> you know, if I, if I like you back, right. I'm standards, but like still like, I, I really hate the game aspect. So that's why I think I, I struggle at online dating because yeah. it, it's all a game. It's literally a game. It's, it's a hundred percent a game. And the thing with not just online dating, right? Like I'm trying to move into the world of dating in real life. Um, which I was like, that's what, <laughs> that's what I decided to do. Like right before. What do you mean dating in real life? <laughs> I know exactly. That was my decision to that's what I call it not on the apps like trying oh, sorry. <laughs> I was like what <laughs> sorry yeah um but it was right before you know everything hit the fan with the corona but I feel like I was one of many people who was saying something like that but what happens is even if that's what you want to do the games are still being played oh, because, yeah. like dating overall has changed so even if they're not from a dating app you still are playing these games. Now, yeah. what's even harder that I've noticed in my experience with the like very small pool of like <laughs> candidates I'm working with in terms of the real life game, um, there's an added element of trickiness because on the dating app, you at least know you're both in it for dating. Well, when it comes to real life, um, and my friend has this, like she's like, 
met a dude at the gym. And so it's like, I'm pulling in her example as well. Mm -hmm. uh, it takes forever to be like, so are we, uh, are, what playing field are we on? Like, are we playing soccer? Are we playing like rugby? Are we playing <laughs> Which field are we on today? Like, are we right. hockey? Like, what field are we even on? So that's kind of the tricky thing if you're taking it off even the dating apps. Um, well, I feel like flirting is flirting. Like, you can kind of tell. <laughs> if a guy likes you, like, he'll ask you out for drinks or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Right. I, I see what you mean, though. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, not, it's not so black and white. Yes, exactly. Like, it's just... Because I feel like on the dating apps, like, you kind of have that thing where people say if they're looking for a relationship or they're just looking for fun. That's what I mean. Like, I feel like it just takes a little gotcha. bit more when you meet someone in real life to be like, are you looking for a relationship? Are you, you know, whatever. It's just an added layer to those games. Like, yeah. It's, it's another layer to figure out. Mm -hmm. Figure out, like, where. <sighs> they're coming from. I did have a question though. I wrote this down and I wanted to ask you, cause I know I have an answer to this, but I don't know if you have any, if you haven't thought about it, it's totally fine. Should I be nervous? <laughs> I don't think so. You just might not have thought about this, but is there like a piece of advice or like something you see over and over that you're like sick of hearing when people apply it to the dating world? Like, um, like something like don't put all your eggs in one basket or whatever even if it rings true is there something that like you've heard over and over that you're like spare me um something uh, like <laughs> I like I like asking I know it's putting on the spot but I like asking that question because it's just kind of funny to hear the different things that people are like that gets under like that's my button like um yeah, maybe, maybe you go first. Let me have a minute to think about that. Okay. Yeah. I, it was totally putting you on the spot. Um, so for me, the thing that I'm the most tired of hearing, and I said it in my, I think my very first episode is that love will find you when you're not looking for it. Um, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. I do believe to an extent, like I'm not, I don't believe you can force it, things like that, but that like doesn't help anybody and that's like if I'm telling you I just got ghosted and I'm trying to tell you that like I'm really hurt right now and you tell me it's the toxic positivity and you tell me oh love will find you when it happens it's like okay yes I understand that and I believe it but can I also like be upset for five minutes that this happened so that's just a, a phrase I hear constantly I see it shared on Facebook I just see it constantly that I'm like it's not my favorite that's mine. Yeah, that I'm glad you went first because that just reminded me of of one of mine. Um, something I, I I haven't heard it like a ton lately, but it's it's all over the internet. It's all over Pinterest, um, Instagram, anything that has like you know those inspirational love quotes. Mm -hmm. um, so you see it everywhere. It's love conquers all. Like um, if you have a a broken light bulb you don't replace the whole house oh, just yeah. work harder and fix it like I I literally hate I hate those I hate it so much because what it what it what the message is is as if you just love hard enough if you just love harder if you just forgive all of their flaws and faults and everything bad they do and just hang on for dear life then you'll be worthy of love like I, I literally hate that so I kind of did that. I probably held on to my relationship that was falling apart for like six months to a year longer than I probably should have. Um, we broke up af um, after five years together and we weren't happy for like the last year of it. Um, and I did that because I had that message in my head. I was just like, we just have to try harder. We just have to try harder to make it work when it wasn't working and had been working for a long time for a lot of really complex reasons, none of which had anything to do with, we just didn't love each other hard enough. So that was, that was a big lesson for me when that relationship ended was, now we're getting philosophical. Um, <laughs> uh, you can love someone. Yeah. Like love, love isn't enough to make a relationship work. That was my big takeaway because we loved each other like so much. <laughs> and, it, and it's still just, it was just too painful to be with each other at that point because we were growing apart and our lives were going different places and we physically couldn't make it work no matter how much we both wanted to make it work because yeah. we were best friends. We're literally best friends. None of that had changed, but we, our lives are going different places and it, 
it literally didn't work and it was too painful to hang on at that point. So for people to, if instead it was a saying, sometimes love is letting someone go and it's not hanging on, like sometimes that's okay. It's not about, you know, hang on for dear life, you know, throw out the house if the light bulb's broken. Sometimes the entire foundation is cracked and you literally gotta be foreclosed. Yes. Sometimes the houses literally need to be sold for the happiness of both houses. For the health and safety of all involved. Exactly. Exactly. Um, No, I think that's my big one. I think that was a great example because you're exactly right. It's not enough. And it's, that's not to say like, just because like, it doesn't have to be perfect, but Mm -hmm. that's, you know, seeking perfection isn't the point, but not working. Sometimes it's just not working. It just doesn't work. Yeah. That, that was my, my biggest lesson. Love isn't enough to make a relationship work. It's similar life goals. It's trust. It's communication. Um, accepting each other's families. Like, it's a bunch of stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's that a bunch of stuff. list in of itself would take up multiple pages. Like, yep. the building yep. of a relationship. Well, mm-hmm. I think we're at about an hour of content. Um, when we're combining them. So is there anything else that you have on the tip of your tongue that you would like to impart on our list? My, my words of wisdom. Your words of wisdom. I, I guess my, my philosophy is like, yes, like I, I think you should like put yourself out there and like try if you're like looking for love, like don't give up, like look for love. But at the same time, don't like feel discouraged. Like don't like, put everything into it, like keep doing you, keep doing what you want to do, following your passions. Yes, look for love, but don't have it be like your main project or main thing. Like don't find your attention in. Yes. Yeah. Don't, yeah, exactly. Don't drive your worth from it. Like make sure like if a guy cancels on you for whatever stupid reason, you're just like, (laughs) whatever his loss and you move on. Like don't let it get you down. It's just the way the world is and just have faith because you have to, you know, just have faith that when it's right and like it'll work out and the right guy will come around but like we said connections are rare so you just gotta gotta be patient you just gotta gotta keep trying and like i said if you need um your 72 business hours to cry it out and get over it take them <laughs> and get right back in the saddle <laughs> oh I, I have totally done that i have been like i need a personal day <laughs> yeah but, you're like, I just, I just need a minute to be upset about this and kind of rewrite the whole like future I'd accidentally not on purpose had written in my head. Got to recast that. So just need a minute. Um, yeah. Yeah. Breakups are tough, but yes. breakups and even the breakups where you weren't officially in a relationship, it's still a loss. It's still going to suck for a chunk of time, a lot less time usually, but um, it's still okay to be upset over that. Your feelings are valid. That's, that's what I'll, that'll be my broken record. <laughs> no, for sure. Feelings always valid. G- give yourself time to like feel disappointed before jumping in with someone new. Like give, give yourself that, that moment. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Give yourself the moment to feel disappointed. Yep. I love that. Um, and then pack up that baggage and bring it on to the next relationship. <laughs> <laughs> pack up that baggage. Lock <laughs> it down tight. <laughs> Up, put it in the attic wait until the go. <laughs> unveil it be like look at treasure <laughs> but awesome. well, thank you for having me Jillian this has been really great thank you and hopefully you'll be a recurring guest um definitely hopefully um I can't wait to hear the updates when we're like let back into the wild again and um I don't know man I feel like I'm going to be single for the whole year. It's a really bad time to be single right now in the world. <laughs> I, know, I, tried to, I tried to joke with my mom. I saw this thing on Facebook, which is like, send your mom a text message and say, mom, Mother's Day is coming up. Do you want flowers or a grandbaby? And I sent it to her because I thought she would be like, freak out. And she was legitimately like, a grandbaby, please. For <laughs> the love of God. And I was like, well, that sucks. Um, okay, sorry. Last thing, last thing. I, I had this like epiphany with my older sister, Amanda, she's 29 and we were talking about like, you know, uh, how, just how much things have changed since we were teenagers. And she was like, Kim, you do realize like 
if you accidentally got pregnant, no one would like be upset. You would get yeah. congratulations. Because we're like, you know, 27. And I was like, ah. <laughs> and he just it freaked me out. I don't, I don't like it. I know. It wouldn't be an accident anymore. Everyone would be like so pumped, which is like, I wasn't aware that that was the reality I'm now living in. Um, yeah. And now I, I know. know. So the more you know. But thank you for coming on, Kim. We also have yeah. to out on your book so where can people find you to follow you sure yeah i'm on social um twitter and instagram is kimberly Irwin. the i is a one and you can see my website for more info and to sign up for my newsletter um i share book updates it's kim-irwin.com Irwin with an i <laughs> awesome looking forward to that coming out but for now i think that's it so. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jillian. Yeah.